Kazumi is high D tier at worst, so he's somewhat understandable, but putting Subaru Natsuki of all people anywhere below B tier, an easy S tier character, but whatever, I can compromise to extent, let alone an F tier, is like having sex with your biological mom, dad, <laughs> sister, brother, a horrendous action that you'd think would never have been done by anyone, but then you learn that the world has myriad people that have unique ways of surprising you. Oh my Just God. chef's kiss. Wow. <laughs> everyone and welcome to Anime Club After Dark, the podcast that delves into all things anime, manga, and otaku culture related. I'm your host Alex, but you can call me Senpai, and joining me tonight, we have our czar of source material, John. Surprisingly, it is not too early, it is too late right now. Yes, it is. <laughs> Especially for someone like you who hasn't slept in, like, what, 20 plus hours? Uh, we're encroaching about 25 right now. Ah, yes. So the sooner we get done with this, the better. Yeah, it definitely wasn't because I got home and played Elden Ring until like 11 a.m. in the morning. So yes. <laughs> that, 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 that checks out. That checks out. Listen, uh, finals are over. <laughs> I finally was able to fucking play Elden Ring. I've been holding off for like two weeks because of that. Nice. And we have our uh, poster extraordinaire in the tie as well. Wait, so John, are you ma- a, maidenless, a maidenless weeb? Is that it? Is that the meme? <laughs> <laughs> I thought about doing it. I was trying to do a uh, a level one wretch run, and mm. oh boy, I got my shit rocked so hard. I've I've died like two hundred times already, <laughs> just trying to kill the nice. damn tree sentinel. I, I I love I love hearing people talk about their from software games experience. It's so much fun. <laughs> yeah, and the worst part was I remade a character and I went like I think I went vagabond or some shit. I, I went to an actual class and I killed the tree sentinel one try. And I was like, oh, nice. so this is what it's like to play a class that actually has weapons and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Good shit. All right. Well, uh, so tonight, the three of us have gotten together to talk about, actually, for for once in quite a while, talk about an actual serious topic. Um, the desert, Serious like, topic? In anime club I know. Dark? Like, who, who would have guessed that we would talk about serious topics? Um, and that it, it's not a topic that inherently relates to like anime or manga, but it does tangentially relate to otaku culture, I suppose. Um, and that is the idea of parasocial relationships and specifically how they relate to content creators. So um, I would say that I, I would definitely argue that this definitely relates to like otaku culture because this is something that it, it's not just like um, what entire what what spawned this entire idea was the whole Russia thing, right? Like I was yeah, like, which we, we should... will get into later. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's um, there's like a, a bunch of examples, like parasocial relationships and VTubers. Is, is parasocial relationships aren't anything new, right? No. So, yeah. um, what is a parasocial relationship, Alex? Uh, so the. Uh... According to Psychology Today, a parasocial relationship or parasocial interaction is defined as one-sided relationships where one person extends emotional energy, interest, and time, and the other party, i.e. the persona, is completely unaware of the other's existence. AKA, and like you said, they are not new. A.K.A. 
you damn Twitch mods. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> <You> got him. <laughs> Fucking got him. That was the Fucking entire podcast. Him. Thanks. Thank you guys Thanks all for coming. out there for dropping Thank by. you all for coming by. <laughs> <laughs> We're out. <laughs> Good thing we are no, we're doing this live on Twitch or we would get banned. No, no, God, no. Um, but th- like John said, they, they are not new. They've existed for, for years, for centuries even. Um, they've existed, you know, in more recent times with movie and television stars and throughout the ages with sports teams, athletes, politicians, you name it. Anyone who gets any level of fame or, or even infamy for that matter. Um, yeah, we literally did a movie a, review about Perfect Blue, which is literally about parasocial relationships. Yeah, literally, yeah, yeah. The, the movie... The movie Perfect Blue is literally about a parasocial relationship, 100%. Yeah. Um, so is it bad that my first thought was the, uh, the Stan song from Eminem? <laughs> I mean, again, that's, that's, that's a great that's example, good. too. That's good. Like, that is a great pop culture example of a, of a parasocial relationship. I wrote Stan, bitch. <laughs> I wrote you every day. You still ain't wrote back. <laughs> I ain't mad. I just think that, it's a little messed up. <laughs> that that has become such an iconic representation of parasocial relationships that the word stan has been coined to refer to anyone yeah. in a parasocial relationship with a content creator. Yeah, the fervent like girls. um you stand uh, I mean a lot of people stand virtual anime girls, but <laughs> yeah, this isn't anything new. Um definitely I thought about this and I was like we should probably talk about this cuz as online creators ourselves um we have a little bit of that going on like I, it's a really tough subject to talk about because no one wants to actually like shit talk their fans, right? Like we love everyone who comes out and supports us, buys our stuff, you know, watches our stuff and interacts with us. It's, it's lovely. It's like, you know, we have our own audience and we're performing live for you guys sometimes like when we're streaming on Twitch, uh, anime club after dark dot. Check the description below. <laughs> yeah. check this, Whatever our links are. I don't, again, I'm, I'm 25 hours out right now. I'm, not gonna make a lot of sense but um <laughs> but it there's some certain levels of like toxicity i want to say toxicity toxicity um to it where it's like it it gets unhealthy um a perfect example of that is the whole russia debacle so what happened was uh russia got a message from another online creator that was like Russia the VTuber, by the way. In case Russia the VTuber yeah. from Hollow Live, R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Um, my lovely undeads or whatever. I don't know what what is this? Fan, fan, fan dead. Her fan deads. R.I.P. Fan deads. Um, <laughs> yeah. So she got caught in a compromising like screenshot situation where she got messaged by a different content creator saying something like ambiguous, like "I'm coming home," and everyone like flipped the fuck out because they were like. This isn't the first time this has happened with Rusia. Uh, apparently, her and I think what's the guy's name? Mofu Mofu. I I forget exactly what his name is, but he's a he's a I guess particularly popular like singing, uh, like uh, I guess karaoke and and uh, music personality. Yeah. So uh, another popular on t- internet creator like sent her a um, has been caught more than once like being a little bit overly friendly and it kind of spiraled out of control with the thing being that a lot of her fans were just like, what the fuck? Like, you know, you, you shouldn't lie to us. If you're in a relationship that's fucked up cause you're making us spend money and donate to you. And I'm just like, on one hand, I'm like, yeah, that's kind of fucked up. Don't mislead people. Like, um, 
I know we're going to get banned on Twitch if I say this. However, <laughs> good, thing this, good thing we're not on Twitch right now live streaming this, but Amaranth is a perfect example of this. Um, Amaranth, if you guys don't know, was like Queen Twitch Thought for... I think she still is Queen Twitch Thought, I mean, honestly she, speaking. I think, she's still, I think she's still the most watched female streamer on Twitch. Like, she I pulls in know. money. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> So, for her- fun fact: the number three uh, most viewed female streamer on, uh, I think, across the board last year was Usada Pekora from Hololive. Yeah, I think isn't she number one on YouTube or is that Valkyrie? I don't I think remember. That's Valkyrie, and I think I think she is number two on YouTube though. But basically, Amaranth is a uh, Twitch streamer who has very, um, I don't <laughs> particular. She does like just chatting or like hot tub streams and she just shows a lot oh, the you know classic and hot tub streams the hot yeah, tub meta my she's friends. she's just basically hoeing herself out and i remember distinctly years ago one of her uh twitch mods like messaged her and was like yo what the fuck i didn't know you were married so for you guys out there who don't know amareth is actually married and <laughs> she's not single and she's not gonna dump her husband for you uh, unfortunately as much as you might want that as much as i might want that <laughs> but uh <laughs> yeah basically her twitch mod was just like what the fuck i didn't know you were married i can't believe you would lead me on like this and he basically sends in his resignation like i can find another girl like you in fact i'm already a twitch mod for a different girl and she's way better than you and she was like look sorry dude like i don't know what i did to make you feel led on but like our relationship was purely like professional you said you wanted to mod for me for free and you had fun doing it. Like, I don't know what's changed. And what's changed is that now he realizes he'll never get some from Amaranth. Mm. And it, it's very sad, right? It's very, that yeah. This is very common. Um, like, we, that, a lot the of shocking people. Thing, the shocking thing is how common it is. Yeah, it, it's very common for a lot of people to be in parasocial relationships, especially right now with how big streaming is. Like, I remember watching a stream where this girl, her, one of her Twitch mods met her in real life, and she had the stream with the dude, and he was, like, giving her money and stuff, and he was super creepy, dude. Uh, like, it, oh, God, it was, she was clearly, visibly uncomfortable with everything that was happening, and she just didn't. I think I've, I think I've seen this video, and it's, like, the secondhand cringe that you feel. Yeah, it was on, uh, uh, it was really, no. it was really big on live stream fails, but. Yeah, it's it's a dangerous line to tread because again, you don't want to tell your fans no because again, they're your fans, they're what support you. They're they're basically your income. Like without fans being there watching your stuff, subscribing, giving you donations and stuff, you wouldn't be able to do what you're doing. And yeah. but it's kind of like it's very strange that like people like I think I like I know personally like I I appreciate like I appreciate when content creators and streamers are like upfront with their audience. Um, because like it, it's but some content creators do sort of exploit that weakness. It sort of like makes it seem like their relationship with their audience is like very, more than friendly. When in reality, well, yeah. it's Ruchia, not. Ruchia herself was a really good example of this mm. because whether it was intentional on her part or not, going into like whole live and VTubing, she ended up having this like this niche or this like shtick of being the GFE VTuber. Oh, like, really? And she leaned into that hard during her streams. Like anytime that that her followers would flirt with her, she would return that flirting. Now I'm sure that it was like supposed to be just a friendly thing and you know whatever, but a lot of the her followers took that pretty um uh seriously to to and 
like how this is how much that she leaned into it and i don't know if it was just her or maybe even the managers behind the scenes at whole life egging her on to do this but one of the things that they released as part of merchandise for i can't remember if it was for an anniversary or a birthday event mm-hmm. but one of the pieces of merchandise you could buy for rushi at one of these events was an engagement ring oh, oh my god, god that's right that's yeah. so bad Ugh. yeah and it was like obviously it was a marketing thing um like, first of all, Rusha, you should have just been collecting husbandos like Nene, to be honest. <laughs> I know. <laughs> just marry everyone. Welcome to Nene Husbando Collection. <laughs> but oh um, unfortunately for her, though, she went to the wrong guy. She basically went to, like, Japanese Keemstar. Is, like, I don't oh, know very like much about this... the subject. Mm. I, I literally just followed this, like, the week after everything happened and a lot of other people were just like telling me stuff online so i just i take it with that's, a grain of salt but basically that's what she, i've heard though about the guy that like really set a lot of this off is that the the dude is a is a streamer himself and he does he has started getting a lot into vtubers but he's been around for a while and he is essentially the japanese keem star yeah mm. basically it was someone that she thought she could um help she she thought he could help clear her name because she was trying to clarify some things, but then she, she made it worse. She made it a lot worse because she's kind of an airhead, and she basically violated the, um, one of Clover's contracts, and that's why she's terminated now. Because at cool. the very beginning, Clover did come out and say, like, you know, even if they are in, like, we don't ban our um, idols from having relationships. So yeah. we're like, going to stand by Ruchia. I was actually really surprised that when cover, they came out as quick as they did, right? When all this started popping off, like within 24 hours or so, they released a statement. It's like, listen, guys, we don't control the personal lives of our, uh, you know, our talent. That, that's up to them. So yeah, that bas- they're basically saying that you know some of our talent probably has boyfriends, girlfriends, uh, significant others, maybe even husbands and wives. Who knows? Yeah. Doesn't, and, but go ahead. No, just about to ask, like, back when Kaysung was a you-know-who, wasn't she also in a relationship with, like, uh, someone or something like that? And was like, Yeah, there? she's in a relationship with Kiryu. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she, well, she has, her husband is Kiryu Kazuma from Yakuza. All right, goddamn. Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> she's How been in I love forget? with this man for over ten years. <laughs> Like, and I know, I know it's become a joke within like the VTuber and Hololab community, but I'm 100% convinced that Corona and OKU are fucking a couple. Oh my god! I, god, I hope they are. I really hope they are. Like, they're just so tete together, man. I just ah. anyway, this isn't just about VTubers though. So, um, I mean, heck, like in idol culture for ages, it's been like sort of like taboo for some of them to be like seen publicly 100 percent another oh, no was, um not just taboo against the against rules the of rules, their contracts precisely yeah, yeah. because so it would like hurt a, their image so there's a because yeah, it hurts sales because they know their demographic of the people who come watch their shows and buy their merch yep. which fucking is so basement doling weebs who apparently think they have a shot with these super hot girls and it's like oh yeah sure man perfect blue all over again yeah. <laughs> exactly but um Oh, what was the thing I was going to bring up? Holy shit. Well, John, you and I have talked about this off this off stream and off, uh, you know, off recordings a lot about how you and I really do like idol content, but we hate idol culture. It is idol so culture is so toxic. fucked up. It's so. Oh, fucked yeah. Up. Like, um, so I remember there was a I want to say a Japanese actress or a, a voice actress. I don't remember which, but they got married like no one knew she was like even dating anyone while she was in the industry. And then once she decided to retire, she's like, oh, also, I'm getting married. And then, like, 
everyone was like, oh, no, you've broken my heart. I can't believe you'd play with us like this. I'm like, bro, come on. First of <laughs> all, she's real. like 30 now. Like, get real. Like, yeah. I can't believe you think that she wouldn't be dating someone. <laughs> What's wrong with you? It's, but, it's so funny to me that, that a lot of the people who are, like, idol fans or even VTuber fans, because let's be honest, a lot of the people – the talent behind the VTubers that you love, they're kind of young. They're in their late teens to 20s, maybe even early 30s. At, think about what you're asking them to give up, right? You're asking them to give up some of the, the best years of their life, not trying to seek out relationships. Like, come on. Yeah, yeah. like I know, um, I've talked about it before, but like in the K-pop industry, for example, they, they were super big, at least back then. They're not so big on it anymore. But back then, they were super against having a relationship. Like, a fucking scandal would be if they were seen with another dude just outside of, like, their group. Like, if this is someone they've never entered, like, they're not supposed to be interacting with. If they were just caught just, like, outside with someone, like, fucking God forbid they're holding hands, you know? Like, they they might get pregnant from doing that. Well, no, like, pregnant from that. Like, legitimately, it would end their career. Just being caught by the paparazzi, just being out with a guy. Mm-hmm. Like they have to release actual press statements of like, sorry, I'm so sorry this has happened. I'm so embarrassed, and I'm just like, that's so <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> like, you, I mean, I get that it's part of the industry, and again, they're the, the the fucking weirdos are the ones who are giving you money, but it's it's so toxic, man. Like, why can't we just be happy for the people who entertain us and who give us content, right? Like, exactly. But it's kind of like a hard line to figure, like, to what extent is it, like, the responsibility on the creators and on the audience? Like, there's there's a line there that needs to be, like, sort of, like, I think, it, like, for most, like, some creators will, as we said, like, will exploit that sort of relationship. But I think a lot of creators should, like, make that, like, very, very, like, strict line about, all right, I make this content. I want it's for your guys' enter- entertainment. Um, but, like, I don't know you guys, obviously, because this is, like as we are right now we are like like someone's listening to this podcast we're just audio and on device or whatever there is like a sort of distance that is between us and the audience like whether we want it or not you know and i think some creators again just that don't make that sort of distinction um but it's hard to tell like like when like when a creator like didn't make that sort of like distinction and when he did you know it's like very different between creators well, especially with, like, online creators. Like, uh, so, for example, um, Iron Mouse. So, mm. for you guys who don't know, uh, Iron Mouse is also a VTuber who is part of, oh, my God, I almost said Niji Shoujo. She's Vishojo. <laughs> and when she first started out, she was she she suffers from um, a rare disease, and basically it's it's got her bedridden. She can't really meet anyone, like, in real life without dying. So she leaned into doing the whole online thing, and her, like, she... She had to her. She had to learn hard lessons about parasocial relationships because of this, because she got really close to a lot of her fans, and it was just not healthy behavior. Because like, first of all, when you learn about her circumstances, like you're empathetic towards her situation. Like I, right. my heart goes out to that girl. Like it's so sad that every month she's got to pay like thirty thousand dollars to get fucking plasma transfusions, and she's always in pain. And honestly, good and for it's her just, on her recent success, really. Like, I'm so happy that she's gotten a lot yeah, more uh, she popular. Yes, and, and, she, and she is a great reminder out there that if you can donate blood and you can donate plasma, please do it because there are actual real living people that need that shit. Yeah. Yeah. 
and um <laughs> see and she's also in a very weird parasocial relationship status right now with um everyone ships her with connor see dog connor EA. right <laughs> and uh, i ship them together too because they're just so fucking cute together man like i know 90 percent right? <laughs> of the fandom just ship them together and i would not be mad in the slightest if they came out officially like yeah we're at, we've been dating i'm like i fucking knew it i knew it you know what since this stream four months ago i knew you guys have been acting different <laughs> <laughs> like fucking clip it and ship it boys like we got him i can see i can see john doing the whole like conspiracy theory meme i told you guys (laughs) i fucking told you guys but see and that's the toxic mentality that i'm talking about like people when we like even though we're online content creators we also like I, i i speak for myself i don't know if you guys feel the same way but i also get emotionally invested in like online personalities oh yeah i agree like I fucking love Iron Mouse and and Connor. Like, I, I, I I'm I super their... invested in their relationship. Yeah, I am super invested in Markiplier. Like um, mm. Marky Moo for whatever reason, I've just been addicted to watching his stuff for like the last two years of my life, <laughs> and I am so interested in everything this man does. Like everything that he does, and I'm just like, is Amy all right? Is Chica all right? <laughs> like, are you all right? <laughs> like, what are you doing, Mark? Like, what what what's new, man? Like. If I ever saw him, I'd be like, hey, what's up, dude? And I'd feel like I know him. But the problem is I don't fucking know him. <laughs> I only know the character that he plays online. And that creates this unhealthy type of, um, not mentality, but uh, unhealthy type of um, expectation that mm-hmm. if you saw them in real life. Like um, Connor mentioned this before when he was still getting started. But there was a guy that they invited, that he invited with him to go to Anime Expo. And he was like, oh, right. <laughs> he thought they were like best buds. You know, and he was just like, no, bro, I just know you from like the discord chat. Like we all came here to split the cost of the room and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I don't actually know you. And the guy was like, he was creepy and shit. He was like, why didn't you invite me to the party with Gigak and Joey? And he was like, because they don't know you, bro. I don't know you like that, bro. <laughs> and I'm just like, it, it, it's that type of like uh, stuff that's super scary. Oh yeah, because I, you know, I think I think there's there's also this thing with online content creators because that's a lot of what we're talking about here. It's like there's this expectation of them to be always online, to be always accessible in a way that really there hasn't been before with things like movie stars, TV stars, athletes, and especially not since the rise of social media, where everyone has access to seemingly everyone at all times. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like um, so <laughs> I remember. Garnt also said something about um him and the boys or something were like going to karaoke and some fan of the Trash Taste podcast found them. Like tried to yeah, found them and, and sort of joined they, them. They literally followed them into the karaoke place and like got sent up to with them and he was like, "Bro, what the hell? Like I don't know who you are." Like <laughs> they went to some bar, he met them and then the guy followed them to the karaoke place and then he found out somehow what room they were in doing karaoke and he just shows up that's and weird Gart and the boys are just like what the hell like that is weird and i again i get it like you've been listening to the podcast for x amount of years you know everything about their stories because a lot of content creators put a lot of their life out there right oh yeah like that they do but people not, forget not that, like but people forget that, like these people like they share as much as like they are willing to share about themselves online like they share what they want to what they want to share exactly like yeah you might watch this like vtubers like streaming like 10 hours a day five days a week or something like that but you you don't know what they're like when they're taking a shit you know that's like part of their private life (laughs) it's not your right to like 
like I know exactly it. what John is like when he's taking shit because usually he's texting me while he's on the toilet. <laughs> I do a lot of my critical thinking on the can. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. That's when you get your like, reviews from. He'll send me he'll send me something at like three o'clock in the morning. It's like, dude, have we ever done an episode of the podcast about da 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 da? And I'm like, you're shitting right now, aren't you? That's, that's beside where, the point. That's Listen. where John gets his views, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, my porcelain throne has nothing to do with this. I feel attacked right now, guys. <laughs> <laughs> what we've learned is John stores his brain in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> so, I know we just talked about getting too personal, but... So, back in middle school, and even throughout high school, even right now... Um, not, I guess not right now as much anymore, but... Back in school days, um, middle school and high school days, I used to do my homework in the toilet. <laughs> oh, my God. How? Like, I don't know. I don't know what it is about being in a small boxed room where I'm just on the shitter, but I just think better on there, man. I don't yeah, know. <laughs> you, you would just thrive in a capsule hotel, wouldn't you? Oh I don't God. know. I'm just – it's just conducive for me to think. And I just like just the work just starts flowing because I got no other distractions around me. I think because I guess something it's else is flowing while you're in the shitter. Yeah, I think something <laughs> else might be flowing in the bathroom. I think it's because back then I didn't have a cell phone, and that's what just what has really changed. Because I was so fucking bored. I you literally had nothing to do but homework. So... Dude, I used to read books while taking a shit. Huh? <laughs> well, that's pretty common. I, I feel am like I the only still... one that just goes to the bathroom to take a piss and shit? Like I just get out, I get in, do my business, and leave. I don't sit in there and for out. hours on my phone or read. You know, it's books funny. Or... So, like, <laughs> I'm not sure if anyone else can relate, but back in the day when I didn't have a cell phone or anything like that, when I went to go take a shit, I'd read like soap bottles and stuff, <laughs> chemical oh. labels. Like, oh yes, that's that's exact. Oh my, I didn't know it. You had wow. <laughs> Because I didn't know what else to do while I'm shitting, dude. Well, I know what we're getting for John on his birthday. <laughs> Just give him a, f- a bunch of fucking reading <laughs> material for the toilet, I guess. Listen... I, you think it's just for like fifty-year-old dads who want to read crossword and do Sudoku on the shitter? No, this is for people like me. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but <laughs> trying to bring this back to some semblance of a topic, I guess. Um... But yeah, Natai was right. Like people are only sharing, you know, what they want you to see with, with especially with online content creators. Uh, now, granted, there are some online content creators who are pretty much the way they are online, offline. I mean, there are a few, uh, but those are, I think, those are the exception more than the rule. I think. I think a lot of times with content creators, particularly things like VTubers and uh, and game streamers, I mean, what you see is not what you get if you meet this person you know, IRL. Mm. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. <laughs> like if you met Chris Broad in real life, you'd be like, man, what a fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, uh, Chris Broad cracks me up, never, like, all the time. Oh, or yeah. If you met, or, or if you met Charlie in real life, you'd probably, wow, he really is that fucking monotone. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He'd send you to the Shadow Realm. He'd literally send you to the Shadow Realm for staring at him. <laughs> There are definitely some people who uh, their online persona is just them, but online. Uh, but I think for a lot of people, they're just, I don't know. I, I feel like everyone has masks, right? And yeah. the person that I am online is definitely not the person I am in real life. Mainly because, I don't know, part of it is when I'm talking about something I'm passionate about, I, I get real weird. 
but that you can't really do that in real life to people who are normal because then it makes you look like a fucking weirdo. Mm. So <laughs> I worry a lot about being too weird because sometimes someone will ask me about something and then I'll be like, I have a wealth of knowledge of random shit. And they'll be like, why do you know all this? I'm like, no reason. Because I have a lot of free time. Because <laughs> I, I, I just like learning, man. I, I just know random shit. Because <laughs> I spend all my time shitting, learning about stuff. <laughs> I forget yeah, like that one time day, when, yeah. you guys, when you were like, why do you remember these villains from stupid COD games? I'm like, I, I don't know, man. My mind is full of... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, useless knowledge. No, like, because... So, at my last job, I used to have to use ammonia to do a lot of stuff. So, I learned about how to handle ammonia, how to off-gas it, like, how to how it mm. works and stuff like that when it interacts with water and stuff like that, right? So, because... I don't know how my coworkers... We just started talking about urinals. And mm. one of them asked about, like, the ice urinals and, like, why is there ice in urinals? I'm like, actually, the reason for that is because... And then they were just like, why, why the fuck why is do you there know ice that? in urinals? Hold on. <laughs> okay, so your urine has ammonia in it, right? And ammonia okay. evaporates at body temperature or room temperature or your body temperature, which is higher than room temperature, ambient room temperature, right? Okay. So ammonia evaporates really fast and it makes that really stinky urine smell. Mm-hmm. So if you use ice, it'll cool down the liquid enough that the water will mix in with it, dilute it. Plus, because it's colder, it won't evaporate as fast, so it doesn't have a stronger, strong smell, as strong of a smell. Oh shit! So yeah. So again, why do I know that? I don't know. I, I worked in a company <laughs> where I had to deal with ammonia all the time, so I learned a little bit about ammonia. Like, I just know random shit. Don't ask. <laughs> why do you know the perfect way to get rid of body? I don't know. Don't ask me, man. Why don't do you know this stuff? Well, you don't... I don't know. I just know. Don't, don't walk away from me. Don't, don't leave, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just like a walking fucking factoid of just random shit that's just useless in everyday life. But I just know stuff. So people I, I think do... I'm smart. And that's all that matters. As long as people think I'm smart, that's all that really matters in life, guys. That's true. So... You don't have to actually be smart. Just pretend to be smart. No, Most just... times that's enough. <laughs> The sad reality of it is as long as you say stuff with confidence, people are going to probably believe you, especially if they don't know anything about it. The way you can get your way mm. in, in most situations is dress halfway decently, carry a clipboard, walk and speak with confidence. You will get into and get away with so much doing those three things. <laughs> That's what literally what, uh, one of the things they taught us in bartender, bartender school is like, Someone was like, "But what if they ask for like a very specific?" Wait, type wait, 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 hold on, hold well, on, hold back on. Up, I didn't back know up. this about you, Natai. You were a mean? bartender. What is this? I mean, I used to like go to a bartending school, and then like I went, I had what? Like, a, a one like one job as a bartender, but it was like holy shit. You wanted yeah, to become I, a mixologist, and there's an actual school to be like a mixologist. No uh, shit. Yeah, sort of. It's like it was really fun. I had a lot of fun in that school because that that's when I realized I love both whiskey and cocktails because it's like the best ever. And one of the things that's, 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 that's just school though. You learn to just put up with douchebags that come up, dude. And dude, go, like a martini, a martini shake. Just so too. you realize, after going to that school, one of one of my fantasies was to open a a, a fucking bar that's just like Queen Deckin from Death Parade. Just so to be clear, <laughs> <laughs> one day. Is it bad? My first thought was, have you guys seen uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Oh, I still haven't. I want to watch it. <laughs> oh, okay. So my first thought was Patty's Pub. Like, we're going to open up Patty's Pub, but for ACAD. <laughs> like, that's my first thought. And we're going to sell, like... Caddy's uh, Pub. <laughs> Caddy's Pub. There we go. <laughs> like, there we oh go. You know, 
<laughs> ACAD's so, branching out, baby. <laughs> so one of the things they taught us there is like, someone will ask, well, what if someone's like really looking for something very specific and I'm not sure of it? And then they've said something along the lines of like, whether it's right and right or wrong, just bullshit and you'll be fine. <laughs> like bullshit I mean, with honestly, confidence yeah. and you'll be fine. Yeah, bullshit with yeah. confidence specifically. I, so, again, getting back to what we were actually talking about, I do think <laughs> that I think that with online content creators, there is a certain amount of like parasocial relationship that is, is it's inevitable, right? If you actually follow a content creator and you like their content, I, there's some amount of of parasocial relationship that develops there, and as long as you maintain a healthy distance, I think that's fine because there's a difference between creepy stalker and avid admirer yeah so to play a little bit of devil's advocate here because you know me i like to play both sides baby anyways so. <laughs> oh my god that was very it's arousing not what your girlfriend told me oh, oh, oh. <laughs> anyway <laughs> where was i going with this god damn it alex devil's advocate devil's advocate thank you play for bringing me sides. back here playing both sides baby so i Whenever people uh, upload like fan art to our uh, Discord, I get the warm fuzzies on the inside because I'm like, <laughs> I oh, fucking love seeing people interact with us and like doing things like that, you know, or like when they stop by the stream and they know running jokes or like they just the people who always show up like it, they hold a very special place in my heart. And I would be lying if I said that I didn't care a lot more about these people who show up all the time. Mm than like new fans because you know i get it it's the person who's been there from the get-go and they just hold a special place in your heart of like you've been there for me from the very beginning you know you're my og fan you're the og 93 percent. so (laughs) i need to just stop stealing shit from connor man like i'm just just stealing mine dude it's a gold mine of jokes it's so good (laughs) but yeah so i i would be lying if i said i didn't care about them a lot more than i care about like more recent fans or people who don't interact with us a lot however i do draw a line in the sand of like you know there's still rules that applies to everyone and if you get overly like assholey or just not you're just not following our like rules and being respectful towards other podcast members then i'll probably shit can you like or other followers yeah Mm. like it's just it's weird because I do know what it's like to like um, feel like in these people, the diehard fans are like the true ones who care about you because they're the only ones who show up. They're the only ones who talk to us. They're the only ones who give us money and stuff like that. So and by the way, thank you. I feel like, yeah, thank you so much, guys. I, I feel like we owe them content. So I, I get why people engage very um, overly friendly with these type of people because they kind of are what's driving you. Like, of course, your yeah. entire fan base is what drives you to do what you love to do, create content and put it out there. Yeah. However, it would be a lie to say that the people who are like, you know, that I think it was uh, the statistic is 1% of your fan base is going to be the ones who actually like help you monetize and like buy your stuff and whatnot. And they're kind of the ones carrying you, you know, they're the ones who make it so. You but can do you what you do like, and like fair to them for their sake to like, you know, be upfront with them about certain topics like that and, you know, just be clear about some oh. boundaries. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think it's important definitely to have boundaries set. Like, obviously, that fucking Twitch mod who was met her in real life and then fucking started stalking her. Not really. St- she was live streaming 
and this was happening that's by the so way weird. yeah and the dude just comes up to her and it's like starts giving her money and i'm like okay yeah he I'm was like for, oh, i'm I... all for people on the street just giving me free money i'm not gonna not take it but well no it's <laughs> like he lives like friend, time and place i think he he lived like three towns over or something and so he saw her live streaming and he was a mod so he knew like what she was gonna do that day so he just decided to show up and be like a supportive fan in real life so in your head it's all rosy and nice and cool and stuff in real life, it definitely does not translate that way because, first of all, don't show up to things uninvited. Um, that's weird. Like, Respect if we ever go back space, to like, you know, if we all get together and do a panel, for example, at like Anime Expo or Otakon or wherever, you know, and then we we go to a bar out, we go to a bar afterwards, and we're all hanging out with like our friends, and then you see us, and you guys are, you guys want to say hi and hang out for a little bit while we're at the bar. That's fine. That's cool. Come and say hi. You know, we're normal people. Sure, we'll have a drink with you, one or two, whatever. You know, we'll take pictures, autographs, whatever. But after we're done with the bar, for example, don't follow us and Back be like, to "Oh, our hotel room. Are, are you are you guys going to the other uh, the other bar over there? Are you guys gonna go eat over there? Oh, why don't we tag along?" It's like, uh, I don't really know you, and I you know again, thank you for your support and stuff like that. However, this is kind of creepy behavior. It's very important to remember, like these people are like at the end of the day people and each person mm-hmm. has his own personal space that they really appreciate to be respected you know because at the end of the day we all just want to like be happy and be like like feel we are safe in our like own space right and it's and kind of is, a shame people a forget healthy, that there's a healthy way to go about this i mean good, good example maybe not a good example but it's an example from my own personal experience um a few years ago when i was at Otakon. Um, one of the guests that was there was uh, Yo-Yo Shinari from Studio Trigger. And I have made no no secret on this podcast about how much I love Studio Trigger. I love um, uh, Little Witch Academia, which is the show, one of the shows at uh, Trigger that uh, Yo-Yo Shinari helped create. Um, and I noticed him when I was out at a ramen bar in D.C. I noticed that he was in one of the back tables. I didn't approach him. I, I recognized who he was. I didn't approach him, but I did buy him a beer. Nice. That's all I did. And I just all when I I, I when he he looked over because the the server pointed to who bought him the beer, and I just raised my beer, and he raised it back to me. Yeah, that's what? healthy for a social relationship, right there, because there's distance. Then what you- Alex didn't tell you is that he had the waitress slip his own number and room key <laughs> to him <laughs> with the drink. I mean, I'm just, I'm just imagining Alex like giving him the, the like the very obvious wink, like, yeah, "Yeah, boy, I'll see you later. I definitely think there, there can be uh, healthy parts to a parasocial relationship. Like again, they're they're real people, and so this this makes me think of the Garton Sydney story again. Mm. Uh, So when Garton Sydney were like, I think this was in the early stages of them um, dating or something, and then he had to say goodbye to Sydney. And they're like in tears, and some dude was like, "Yo, is that you, Garnt? Can I get a photo?" <laughs> Even though they were like having a touching farewell. Like, yeah, there's a time and place. And buddy, it's like, place. at what point do we just blame the fans? Like, <laughs> TPO, right? Time, like, place, and occasion like, for everything. Yeah, so, like I mean, some fans are like some people are just like that. Just like wait, 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 hold on, oh no, the story got even better because. Oh, really? Not only did this guy approach Garten like, hey, can I get a photo? There's Sydney in tears, and the dude goes, can you take the photo for us? 
<laughs> to Cindy. That's so funny. Who's saying goodbye to Gart. It's just like, what the fuck, dude? Have you never stepped outside? What is wrong with you? Let's be honest, that, so, let's that be honest point, though, like, a lot of these people don't step out the outside so true. much. That's true. They do not, as the kids say, touch are, grass. A lot of, yeah, a lot of people who are, like, really deep in these sort of parasocial relationships, like, whether it's people who, like, donate a lot of money for VTubers or even people who, like, use OnlyFans and whatnot, they don't have that sort of interaction with outside people. And that's why they put so much stock in these relationships that they have with, like, these online personalities. Because it's the only relationships they feel like they can get. And I understand that 99% of the fan base do not act like that, right? Like, Mm. 99% of the fan base have common sense. They wouldn't approach you in these weird situations and do weird shit. The 93%. (laughs) The 93%. (laughs) But it's just, like, I don't... Because I don't know how I feel about telling someone to fuck off, like, right away like that. Because it's it's just an awkward thing. You know, I I don't like having interactions where I got to tell people to fuck off. Especially if there's someone who's, like, a diehard fan, because it's just, like... I don't suppose most people would like that. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just an awkward interaction to have, but sometimes you just gotta be that asshole. Like, <laughs> eventually, I guess Bunches. if you got famous enough bunches. and you've been... Well, if you get famous enough and you've been famous for long enough, you start not giving a fuck, right? Like, um, for example, uh, Marshawn Lynch, uh, a running back? What is What the fuck was his position? Marshawn Lynch? Yeah. Who's that receiver? Back. I think. He's running back, right? I listen. I don't football. Go sports. Um, <laughs> what's even what's even football? Yeah, football. he is a running back. You made me doubt this. Like, he's fucking running back. I, I couldn't remember. Listen, like, I'm wait a minute, twenty six hours. Twenty six hours awake. I don't fucking remember. But anyway, why? But, but John, why is he holding the ball with his hand? You're supposed to kick it with your foot. <laughs> right? Shut up. Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> That's the worst joke you could ever make. I get it. I swear it. to Americans. God, if you do, Ty, if you do come to Otsukon later this year, I'm taking you to a baseball game. Do it. I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> Let's do it. Because no, the Washington Nationals are in game, town man. during wait, Otsukon. Wait, wait, wait. Baseball or football? Make up your mind. No, football baseball. wouldn't be football wouldn't be during Otakon. Uh, yeah, football is a fall and winter sport, not a summer and spring. Of course. <laughs> how, could I, how could they know? I mean, that's like, preseason would be like August, right? Uh, yeah, it's toward the end of August, beginning of September. Aww. Anyway, so like uh, <laughs> like Marshawn Lynch, for example, um, my sister saw him at uh, a restaurant, actually, and she wanted to say hi to him. He's just sitting there at his table, chilling. He's got bodyguards and everything, and he's just there by himself trying to enjoy a meal. And my sister wants to go up and say hello and get a picture, right? And he just blows her the fuck off. And she was just like, man, what a fucking asshole, right? And I also was like, man, what a fucking asshole. Because I've met baseball players before. My dad's met baseball players before. He's met Brett Boone, Edgar Martinez. He's got them to sign his fucking cap and stuff. Like, there are definitely ways to interact with people. However, time, place, and occasion. Later now, I realize, like, my sister probably should have asked for permission first instead of coming up like, oh, my God, Marshawn, I'm such a big fan. Can I get a picture of this? And then he's like, no. I'm like, I'm (laughs) eating. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) But at the same time, I'm like, man, if you're going to eat, why you got to eat the restaurant? Just take your shit and go back to your mansion. Whatever. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> time it doesn't matter. It's such a good rule of thumb, honestly. It well, is. like, so for when my uh, dad met uh, Brett Boone and Edgar Martinez, they're at the casino. Uh, they like to go. They liked to go to Muggleshoot Casino. My dad was there and they were gambling and he met them. And he was like, hey, I love you guys. Like, I've been a fan of the Mariners since I came into America and blah, 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 this and that. And he got their autograph. Real cool, right? 
because they were there to gamble and they're just interacting and it, i feel like that was a good way to interact you know you're already there mingling with people like well i guess they were at the high roller stable but you're still mingling with the people um versus if you're sitting down at a public place but you obviously have guards stationed keep to keep people away i feel like a little bit of common sense would have been like you know what maybe if you say hey marshawn what's up man that you know just leave it at that don't don't go up to them and be like hey can i get a photo i love you this and that like i I think he's here for a a reason to you know just be here to chill out (laughs) and because you know people don't have to be on all the time especially for you like as much as i i hate that i feel that way because again i i hate that i feel like we owe fans stuff right because we give them content and they give us money (laughs) they give us sponsorships this and that right i feel like we owe them but at the same time we don't actually owe them and it, it's a weird feeling to have, and that's why it's hard to define a like a solid line. Because we can say use common sense, right? Use common sense for everything. But if I did that, I would never interact with any famous people I ever came across. Mm. Common yeah. sense dictates that you know what? If they don't want to sign my stuff, they shouldn't have to. I shouldn't approach them whenever I see them. But at the same time, I get that you're starstruck and you're like, oh my god, I can't believe it. It's freaking um. I don't know some famous person. But Insert like famous person respecting, here. Respecting, this, like I remember watching this like uh, YMS video. Your movie sucks, and it's just like and he talked about how this one time he saw Bong Joon Ho, and and like the the what is he like the um the South Korean director. Yeah, I yeah. Um, uh, uh, he created Parasite. Uh, Parasite. Yeah, Parasite, and it just like and he just filmed and like the guy was stormed by these fans like taking autographs and autographs and he just took a video of like oh it's Bong Joon-ho cool and that's it <laughs> so you know like just respecting other people's like space i think it's very very important and like i think yeah, and uh, like like and like john says like it, it's such a great rule time plays occasion yeah. like there are occasions there are places rather where it's a okay to approach you know content creators celebrities like if you're at a convention and the celebrity happens to be there uh, especially if they're at a, a, a designated place that they say they're going to be great time to approach them you know maybe get an autograph a picture whatever um while they're out eating with their family Probably not a great idea. It's like there's that <laughs> there's that thing with um, um, Dave Chappelle talked about it once, where he tried to take his family to um, to Disney World and with his kids, and people kept coming up to him, going Rick James, Rick James bitch. bitch. Yeah, I remember this. <laughs> I remember this story. And people so, people kept coming up to him over and over again and just calling him a bitch in front of his kids, and I'm like, dude, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like obviously, I, I get it. People are tone deaf to situations. Um, so remember we were at, uh, Anime Expo, I actually ran into Hachi OGP, one of the, um, he's like a music producer. He does like Vocaloid music and stuff. He also has regular music, but yeah, I ran into him in the bathroom. Like he was coming out of the nice. bathroom and I was just like, I was like, Oh my God, it's Hachi OGP. Oh my God. Like, should I say hi? Should I stop him and get his autograph? Should I shake his hand? And then I was just like, Oh, Hey, I love your music. And he's like, Oh, thank you. Thank you. And he just leaves. And I'm just like, whew, fucking nailed it, man. Solid interaction. <laughs> You're a normal human. Pat yourself Cause I was back. like, that's kind of, <laughs> well, cause it was like, it's an awkward thing, right? He just came out of the, the fucking bathroom, take probably took a piss or something. His hands were still fucking wet. <laughs> Hopefully he, he washed his hands and just didn't dry and wasn't pissed. Maybe it was pissed and I've been marked with good luck. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so <laughs> doesn't matter. Point is, Time, place, and occasion. Like, my first thought instantly was, oh my god, it's Haji OGP. I love this dude's music. He just dropped this new album. I fucking loved it. 
and I like I can't speak Japanese, so I can't talk to this guy. But I, I was like, do I ask for a photo? Do I ask for a fucking autograph? Like, what do I do? And I just said, oh, hey, I love your stuff. You know, good job. And I did a thumbs up. And he's like, oh, thank you. And thumbs up. And he leaves. And I'm just like, solid. Like, <laughs> I kicked myself in the ass because I was like, oh, you should ask for an autograph. What the fuck's wrong with you? You fucking met Hachi OGP. You're never going to fucking meet him again. But now I'd look back and I'm like, you know what? Solid interaction. <laughs> Didn't make it weird. Let him go back I, to the set. I have, cool. I have a similar, I have a similar a story about meeting a dude in a, a celebrity in a, a bathroom. Oh, I think you told <laughs> this before. Okay. I don't think I, I'm not sure if I have. Not on the podcast, but I remember like one Discord call you told me about it. I, I don't, I don't remember if I have or not. But um, uh, several years ago, I was at um the St. Petersburg Grand Prix, which is an indie car race that's held every year in St. Petersburg, Florida. Um. And um, I, w- I had backstage or behind the scenes back a paddock pass. Um, and after qualifying, I went to the bathroom and like into into the bathroom steps fucking Mario Andretti, living fucking legend, Mario Andretti, one of the greatest motorsports drivers of all time. And uh, his grandson, um, Marco Andretti, was, well, and still is, uh, racing at the time. And he had qualified second for the race, and he just—he was like a couple of stalls down from me taking a piss. And I just looked over and said, "Marco did good today," and he's like, "Yeah, he did." <laughs> <laughs> See, that's that's nice. You should have walked up to him. Let me shake your hand. <laughs> piss and everything. I'm Let's just, shake just hands, man. Like Alex, just going as close as possible to him. It's like. <laughs> Yeah. Any any yeah. Any, any other time like there there was this like intense desire within me. It's like God ask him about 1969. Ask him about the 1969 God damn it, ask him about the 1969 It's like no, this is not the time. You're such a dork, Alex. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it's because I, I get like I said, it's it's hard to not be starstruck when you meet someone that you're like, oh my yeah. god, you're a fucking legend. I love your stuff. I've been a fan for so many years. But it, it it's definitely hard to keep your cool, but um yeah we just, we have to establish healthy boundaries and I I feel like even if content creators don't tell you like hey you should back off we should all be more like aware of situations. <laughs> I think I think a lot of this also does stem from just a general lack of social awareness. Again, the whole starstruck and being um you know just, that entire thing is just a stressful situation where you're just like oh my god. Like, this is a once-in-a-lifetime chance. I'm probably never going to meet you ever again. And I get it. I've been starstruck. I've met plenty of famous people, too. And I'm just like, oh, my God, again. You know, but we got to, as people who consume media, as people who like content creators and stuff like that, we got to (laughs) know to be aware. And as much as it hurts to say that, like, I I hope I follow my own advice. Hopefully, like, years from now, a video doesn't surface of me doing something super insensitive to, like, (laughs) some famous person that I meet. Showing up to Iron Mouse's house and throwing money in plasma at her. Like, take it! Take it all! Suddenly, you know, know, Lisa shows up and you're like, Oh, my queen! (laughs) It'd be Ria Kugumiya first and foremost, sir. Excuse me. Um, I'm sorry. I apologize. Honestly, so right now, uh, it'll be over by the time this episode goes out, but right now the whole live expo is going on. It's like one of the things they have there is a a booth where you can actually talk to Sakura Miko. And I'm like, yes, please! (laughs) Wait, like, 
real life or it's the virtual thing, right? Where you get to yeah, it, meet her yeah, avatar in, in a booth. You can go into a booth and like it's it's the you're not talking to the person that you're talking to their their virtual avatar, but it's actually them talking. It's like one. I don't remember who it was in Hollow Live that was like they cosplayed themselves or something and went to a convention and everyone was like, "Oh, cool cosplay!" and it was actually them in cosplay, wow, so cool. I, but no one knew. <laughs> I forget who that was, but I do know that during streams sometimes that Kiara does cosplay as herself. With the <laughs> when when you see yeah. her hands, no, I, I, yeah. I wouldn't doubt that. She seems like the, she, she seems overly invested in her character. <laughs> so does Ollie. Yeah. I don't doubt that, but um, I don't know what other way to wrap this up other than on a, a good note of like, you know, thank you guys out there for, um, you know, listening into us and supporting us. I, I'm really yeah. thankful. Like, I honestly, I, I never thought we'd grow this big because this is more of a, a side hobby <laughs> kind of thing. This is a stupid startup podcast that we started I don't X amount of years ago just to riff. Me, yeah, yeah. I, I really didn't expect to blow up like this. Like, um as we have been now and you know here's to the future and here's to more people making fond memories with us and that um please do not ask to shake our hands if we're taking a piss please (laughs) i don't know what you're talking about i don't mind (laughs) oh my god all right if you guys want to shake anyone's hands shake natai's hands Uh, yeah, I mean, John, John's right. I mean, I, I, I don't want to speak for all of us, but I've, I've personally, like, I appreciate all of our fans, both the ones that have been around for a long time and the ones who just found us recently, the ones who come to our streams, the ones who listen to our podcast, to just sit in our Discord and talk about, you know, all the anime that are airing currently and what they like and what they don't like about it. Um, I just, the fact that you take time and energy and effort out of your day to engage with what we do means a lot to us. Yeah, the Please Discord don't stalk is, us. <laughs> yeah, Discord is is great. Like, I'm really happy with the community that we have on Discord, especially. Yeah. So, side tangent, I love it when people leave comments on our YouTube videos telling me how fucking wrong I am about something because yes. I misremembered. Because I'm just like, I, oh yeah, fun, you say that, you say that, but like, I, so in our recent uh, episode that we put out about uh, the second half of Mushoku Tensei, I, mm. there's like four or five comments that people are are like explaining things that were never in the anime. They were in the fucking light novel. And I'm like, yeah, but it was a spoiler cast for the anime. <laughs> Well, I just like see <laughs> it's beautiful it's a beautiful thing when you're passionate about something and you interact with other people who are passionate about the same thing or just mm-hmm. passionate about the things that they love in general because I don't know what it is about just watching people passionate about that but it's contagious. It just, it's very contagious, I don't know, man. Like uh a there's way. a fucking <laughs> there's an anime um Boku Mino Kawaiso or something. Something it's a stupid one about some lady that likes to read books, but basically the protagonist like reads a book to try to get close to this girl and then he has like differing opinions from her and he's like, Oh my god, I ruined my relationship chances with her and she's like being happy because like someone's actually has an opinion that's not aligned with her, so she can actually talk more about it. Mm. I love that shit. Yeah. I love that type of interaction with other people. Like, tell me if I'm wrong. That's why... Correct me. Tell, like, yeah. I think that's why, debate. We're, like, that's why we're here in, on the podcast, I think, because we have that interaction all the time when we record. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to sit here and just have conversations with the people who agree with everything that we say. Like, even when Natai when and I are doing our, our Monogatari spoiler cast, like, both of us love Monogatari, but we like different parts of it for different reasons, and he and I don't exactly see certain parts of Monogatari the exact same way. Mm-hmm. 
But then yeah. we, and we proceed to jerk off Nisio Yasin's dick because it's so good. Yes, yeah. <laughs> 100%. 100%. Oh you mentioned, John mentioned comments, and I pulled one up recently that we got on an older episode of our podcast. I really want to read this out loud. I'm not going to say who read it. I, I didn't, like, report it or anything. I actually ended up pinning this comment because it made me laugh. Uh, <laughs> but it's for an episode of the podcast we did uh, probably around this time last year. Uh, called Ranking Isekai Protagonists. Oh, no. Uh, oh, I know which one you're talking about. I, I know no, which I'm, one you're I'm talking seriously, about. Seriously, <laughs> like, this, I know this guy thinks that he's, like, insulting us, or girl, I don't know, I don't judge. Uh, this person. This person thinks that they're probably insulting us. Um, I don't judge. Like, I just thought it was funny. I'm just going to read this out loud. Uh, it says, wow, just wow. What the heck kind of ranking is this? This looks like something that belongs on CBR. <laughs> I, want to watch the vi- I want to watch the videos, skip to when the list was done, and see y'all's reasonings. But I'm afraid to find out what kind of reasoning conjures up a list like this. So I'm just going to leave off with this. How in the world are Sora, Rimuru? Eins and Diablo A and above putting Diablo in B no actually C is the equivalent of making him an A but characters with genuine depth like Cosma and say I can't even surpass the average C tier and how are Nalfami still and still can't believe it Subaru in the F tier Nalfami Hold on, hold on. Nalfami <laughs> is high D tier at worst, so he's somewhat understandable, but putting Subaru Natsuki of all people anywhere below B tier, an easy S tier character, but whatever, I can compromise to extent, let alone an F tier, is like having sex with your biological mom, dad, <laughs> sister, brother, a horrendous action that you'd think would never have been done by anyone, but then you learn that the world has myriad people that have unique ways of surprising you. Oh my- just chef's kiss wow <laughs> i love this comment so much this is why i pinned it like i like i know this person thinks they're like insulting us but this is a beautiful example of a youtube comment right here that's awesome well i mean like first and foremost i'm pretty sure we preface that like this is just our bullshit ranking like there was no real thought or reason to it other than we like it yeah <laughs> like, and then like we just deb- or we don't like it like it <laughs> But I, I see even comments like that. I fucking love because I'm like, you know what? That was fucking hilarious, and good on you for calling us out and saying, you know what? That's bullshit. Because you know what? That gives me more perspective onto why I think all of your taste is trash. And <laughs> <laughs> the, the fucking one eighty. You thought I was gonna fucking say thank you for your comment? No, motherfucker, you're fucking wrong. <laughs> John is getting canceled. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Right? But the fact that this person spent the time to interact means something to me. Oh yeah, definitely. no. Again, like even even that comment, like it, I don't think it was. I have to believe it was more facetious than anything. But truly, maybe he truly believes. They truly believe that Subaru is S tier, and you know what? Plenty of people think that. Then the, there's the me. Last I think he's trash. Though, it just so, makes it perfect. Yeah, it's a very high effort comment, which I yeah, appreciate. You brother. know what? That that's actually Charlie's like alt account. He's actually a fan of the podcast, and he's just the one. <laughs> he actually gets all of his content I, ideas from. I us. don't know, man. Just like, you know. like there wasn't any mention of the Shadow Realm in that comment, so I doubt it's yeah, Charlie. There was no <laughs> oh Shadow shit! Realm you're right. Comment. You're right. Charlie's the only man I know who can elegantly weave into his. No, nor was the there. Realm. I mean, there was there was a mention of incest, but there was no mention of a hard throbbing dick. <laughs> or titties. 
or titties. <laughs> oh. So I'm pretty anyway. sure this is not Charlie. Point is, I like how there's a checklist for, did, did Charlie say this, this, this? Perfect Charlie video. Yep. Anyways, point is, I love comments like that. Keep them coming, guys. Like, yeah. just, it's just, I don't know. It's it's fun when people interact, and I don't think any of these comments have been that disrespectful so far. Like, you can state your opinions. You can debate us and say, well, I think you're fucking wrong. Like, and that's cool. have. <laughs> yeah, you can tell me I'm wrong. I, that's what I'm we do on the boy. podcast. We tell each other that we're, they're wrong all the time. Yeah, because yeah. everyone's wrong except me. So, <laughs> That's the thing. When, you have, have the, when you have the power the of the editor in chief. Yeah. Podcast, what are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> I control the podcast, so technically I'm always right. Just letting you know. That's true. You I did am edit the a, podcast. You did edit a clip together to make me say I was a furry. <laughs> I am the podcast. I didn't edit that. That was part of the entire pod. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. You can't prove otherwise. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. But no, and, and it's like, yeah, the praise is good, but constructive criticism can be just as helpful, too. Like, I've learned more about, you know, being a content creator from the constructive criticism some of our followers have given than just the praise. It's like, oh, that was great. You know, keep it up. Yeah. Well, I mean, I also just like shit posting in general. Like, <laughs> it gives I mean, me that, a laugh. That's always good. <laughs> shit posting is what makes the world turn, after all. That's right. Just look at Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> His entire existence is a shit post. What are you talking I about? I respect that man for making a video about putting we- sticking wheels to the sides of big dildos and making a race out of that. Like, good on him. Good on him. <laughs> oh my god! It does take a certain amount of creativity to uh, to to come up with that, and I, I do respect that. My hats off to you, sir. Look at you guys simping over Charlie. What did I just say about parasocial relationships <laughs> and fucking boundaries, um, guys? Um, did we not learn anything in this last fucking hour of recording? God damn. I mean, I know, well, I know I his address and I'm for... planning to travel to meet him. So like, I'm sure he's, he's <laughs> right. a very good friend of mine after all. I mean, you know. Um, <laughs> of course. But I have to end this because I have to go simp for some VTubers out there. So thank you all oh out there for God. dropping in to listen to us. Check the description below. To... Mika will be mine. I'm looking forward I'm to the telling you now. Uh, check the description below to find links to anime club after dark on twitch on social media and on discord um check out our merch store as well any purchases you make there do really help us out uh with that i have been your host alex and we will see you next time say good night guys good night gotta go pino (laughs) i was gonna do nya hello but that doesn't make sense so i'll just say nya goodbye no comment (laughs) come on